Hey guys, it is Mike and Chase. Chase, say hi. Hello. Um, so we were just recording the 43rd episode of season three for the Bullets broadcast, and we did have some technical difficulties that went unnoticed until the end of the recording. So unfortunately, the quality is going to be a little bit lower on this episode. We apologize for that. On the next episode, don't worry, the quality will be back to normal. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Uh, if it's unable to listen to, if you're just not interested, then that's completely fine. We understand, but we do got some good stuff on this episode, including Chase getting back onto the hot seat. Going to be talking about some of the NHL's marketing failures and other things like that. So thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, NHL marketing fails again. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 43 of the Bullets broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw joining you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Sunday afternoon? Feeling great, thank you for asking. Coming off of a, a playoff series win for my team, so we're, we're moving on. I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, good to be recording on Sunday. Weather's finally getting nice out. I came over here, short sleeves, shorts, feeling great. It's just overall good vibes. How are you? It's gorgeous out, and I'm doing great. I was able to feel the weather a little bit earlier today and I gotta say I'm back or like not back I should say but I am finally in my new sleep schedule waking up at 6 a.m every day uh not the weekends but I am waking up at like 8 a.m able to get out I'm showered and everything by nine o'clock I'm loving the weather we got outside gonna go play some volleyball here in a little bit but uh, I can't wait for the summer it's gonna be so great once we can start shorts and everything, you you went shorts a little bit too early for me, which isn't like me, you know. Like I mean, today, you're saying? Yeah, it's 54, dude. It's great. Yeah, I know, but I, I went the no coat route, but I yeah. still wore some sweatpants. That's fair. So yesterday, I walked out of the rink in my uh, like dress clothes uh, that we ordered DoorDash for me and the staff, and I walk outside and. It literally was 15 degrees warmer from when I got there 20 minutes prior. Mm. I was like, oh my, I'm, I'm kind of actually hot outside right now. This is incredible. Yeah, it's great. Nowhere. It's it's kind of an, an anomaly, though, because I'm looking at the weather upcoming for Michigan, and we're back into the 30s tomorrow. Then we got a good stretch of 40s, but I don't see another 50-day on the horizon. So hopefully we can start coming back here soon, but I just – feel like in April we're going to get some hail or snowstorm or something. This is why we need to just be down in Tampa, enjoying the Tampa weather. I agree. I, I love all my all my time down, down at Tampa. Uh, the best, my favorite time of year that I've been down there was um, around like spring break time, so that was in high school when, when we went there. That was, you know, beginning of April. It, it was just, it, it was perfect. It, it, it was like 80 degrees with a little, little bit of a breeze when I went there. Sun was out. It, it was just absolutely beautiful. Oh, man, I, I, I need that weather. Yeah, I would love that. And to think the boat parade that Tampa had, like, mm-hmm. gosh, so cool. imagine being down there I, at that time. I, I mean, if we 3 P, we're going down. We got to. Yeah, we have to. And 
Well, I'm guessing they're going to fly us down. Of course. Right? Yes. You think they, that they, would... They have, they have to. I don't know how they would. At that point, like, what else do we need to do? I know, for real. Uh, all right. Well, on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, quickly, before we hop into hockey talk, I did want to talk about the Batman, the new movie. Uh, it's blown up. Uh, it's a big sensation, a big hit on a lot of people's minds. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll get Chase's thoughts on the overall movie, even though he hasn't seen it. He's not a big superhero guy, so I'm interested to see what he thinks, if he'd be interested in going to see it or whatsoever. Uh, then game review, game preview after the commercial break. Going to be talking about some lack of marketing by the NHL. Going to be talking about outdoor games and then Chase's back on the hot seat. So let's get into the Batman real quick. If you haven't seen the movie, don't worry. We're not going to be spoiling anything. But if you haven't, you definitely should go see it. Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes right now, 90%. Uh, the like critics rating, I guess, for Rotten Tomatoes is 85%. I really enjoyed the movie, although it's kind of got a weird feeling for me because I've seen not every Batman movie, but I've seen multiple. I've seen the whole Dark Knight trilogy. I saw the one with um, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. So I've seen some Batman movies, and this one is not like any of the other ones that I've seen, and it's also not like a superhero movie I've ever seen before. So it was very good, but also kind of weird because I wasn't used to it, but Chase, you've told me multiple times that you're not a superhero guy, but if there is one superhero movie you'd be willing to go see, it's with Batman in it. You are a big fan of The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger's Joker. What are your thoughts on this one? Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, I do plan on seeing it because I do like the Batman series. You know, my problem with superhero movies is I'm not a big fan of people with these superhuman traits where the Batman he really doesn't technically have any superhuman traits. It's just, you know, just, just ordinary dude, truly, that just has, happens to have a shitload of money and wants to go, you know, protect the city. So that's why, that's part of the reason Batman's a little more enticing to me. And this one does, you know, watching the trailer give off, even that, just that little two and a half minute trailer gives off a complete different vibe from a lot of the previous movies. So it should be interesting, but I, I definitely do plan on seeing it. Um, I, I don't know if, if I'm going to like it better than uh, The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises. Both those movies were are, you know, two of my actually favorite movies of all time, believe it or not. Mm. Like, because they're, they're just incredibly main movies. They truly are. But, I don't know. I I, I do definitely plan on seeing it, but I don't, I don't know if I can sit in the theater for three hours. Yeah. Well, I know that we left Chris out on our viewing because oh. he, he, like, teaches um, physics now. At a school, at a college. Oh, okay. The more you know. Yeah, so he was doing that. So I, I, I just learned about that last night. But he was about it right now. He was doing that while we were watching the movie, so he didn't see it. But I told him, hey, if you don't have any plans yet, I'll definitely go see it again. Johnny said he'd go see it again, so maybe we'll just bring you in with us. Oh, God. Depending, depending what it is, it's like if I got the time. Three, yeah. hours, three hours is a long commitment in a theater. It is. It is. Um, I will say, at times... And it, it's not super often, but at times it dragged a little bit. However, I was very tired. I only had like five or five hours of sleep the night before. So that could definitely add to it. But you, you on five hours of sleep is like any normal person not sleeping for six months. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but it was good. And Robert Pattinson was awesome. I know there's a lot of people very worried about the performance. How is the Twilight Vampire going to do as Batman? I, I loved him, and I put a tweet out there, hey, I need to go see the movie again, so I'm saying this lightly. 
but this very well could be my favorite Batman performance portrayal of all time because it was that good. That's crazy. So if you haven't seen it yet, make sure to go do that. But Chase, let's hop into our games that we were able to play, that being with the Penguins and the Red Wings. We have not played the game tonight on Sunday as of recording, so we're not going to be talking about that one. We did the preview on last episode, and we didn't know the result, so we won't be able to do that. But let's talk about the Penguins game first, this being on March 3rd. It didn't really go as planned, unfortunately. No, it did not. So, I was kind of right. So, I guess I went for my plan. You know, I said it was going to be a four-goal loss. And it was. It was just 5-1 instead of 4-0. Um, you know, it, it just felt like this was what was going to happen. Um, you know, Berlansky was chirping me kind of on Twitter. I don't mm. know if it was a, it was a chirp or just a, an actual question. He, he, he tweeted at me. So, do you guys oft, often pull the goalie with this much time left while down three goals or just because the Penguins? Genuine question. So, I was like. My only response is, I mean, it, it's not a situation where too often, you know, kind of winning every single night. Right. So, tough game is what it is. You, you move on. Uh, Penguins had our number this year. They finished the season series uh, with a 2-1 win. Whatever, not a big deal. If we see them in playoffs, we all know what's going to happen. And this was the game that John Cooper got ejected. Yes, sir. And this is the first coach ejection since back in 2018. Um I, I, I got to say this before you You on. say this. If you're an NHL official and you're getting so butthurt from an NHL coach yelling you that you got to kick him out, you're you're terrible at your job. Your, your job as an official is supposed to be to moderate the game. Not You're not a third team. It's two teams playing, and then the officials are moderating the game. You moderate the game, you keep people in control, and you have thick skin. That's how you get to the NHL. If you can't handle a coach yelling at you, if, if he's dropping homophobic racial slurs, yeah, sure, that obviously, that, that's a completely different scenario, but I, I'm going to tell you John Cooper was not doing that. Uh, so if you, if you can't handle him yelling at you, telling you that you're terrible at your job, uh, then, you know, it, 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 that, that's on you. That, that's not on the coaches. No NHL coach would ever be kicked off the bench. Yeah, and it happened with a scrum near the Penguins' net. Um, that resulted, there was a lot of people going back and forth. There was a punch first thrown by the Penguins, and it resulted in a Penguins power play. So that's what got Cooper all riled up, and, uh, well, we know the result. No John Cooper, no win. It was a tough night for us. However, we rebound back in Tampa Bay as we host the Detroit Red Wings. This was a 3-1 victory, and we got to see Stamkos and Corey Perry's kids on the Zamboni. Carter Stamkos, two years old, he was driving the Zamboni. Griffin Perry and Thunderbug were his passengers. So that was a really cool story after seeing Carter Stamkos light up about the Zamboni during the All-Star weekend. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little narrative. But leading into the game, uh, you know what? About as expected, the Tampa Bay Lightning were the better hockey team. The Detroit Red Wings are a young team that has a lot of fight in them. But at the end of the day, it's just not a complete enough hockey team yet. Uh, you know, we got, we got to see... Lord Sider and Lucas Raymond, two young guys I talk about a lot, and I'm, I'm a big fan of, of young guys in the league, and these two guys are tops. Lord Sider is, uh, you know, one of, one of the best, if not the best, young defenseman in the league, and put up an assist in this game, you know, showed he was still the Wings best player, but it really did not matter when it comes down to who he's going against in the Tampa Lightning, because we have, you know, so many guys that maybe, you know, match his level, you know, we have at, at least one, maybe two that do. And uh, but but the other guys are good enough where they kind of you know you know suppress him where that's the, that's the only option him Dylan Mark and Lucas Raymond going, but Tampa looked you know it looked looked good in this game obviously um, 
when you win a game three to one, you're, you're doing something right. You know, only holding the opposing team to 23 shots. Um, you know, I'm very happy with this game. Yeah, and all three of those goals coming on the power play. So you love to see that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, very nice. Um, again, we got a game tonight. I guess, uh, or I believe, Chicago, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, Chicago yes, yes, tonight. Yes, yes. And uh, hopefully we get that big win. However, not going to be talking about it. Uh, let's move to Winnipeg. This is on Tuesday, March 8th. Traveling to Winnipeg, the cold, just dark, dreary place. I've never been, but I, I always hear that Winnipeg is like the coldest, most boring city in Canada. It, it's maybe not in Canada because there's some more northern cities that got nothing going on. Okay, yeah. But in terms of the major like professional sports cities, yes, definitely. Not a great place, you know, in, in terms of wanting to go and, you know, get, get a suntan. True. Sure. But, you know, it's got got to be hockey heaven for these guys because there's not too too many things to get distracted around. But for Winnipeg this year, the, the team, the Jets, it's it's not really going how they hoped it would. You know, 24-21-10 on the year. Uh, Connor Hellebuck faces a large number of shots every night. You know he's he's got a two nine two goals against with a nine eleven save percentage. That means he's facing just just an an absurd amount of shots that he's really not getting the help in front of him. And it's going to be pretty clear in this game. I think Tampa ends up with a pretty safe three to four goal victory in this one. Kyle Connor is going to show up and have a good game. I mean this guy's a top five shooter in the league. Tell me that I'm wrong. I dare you. It's it's incredible what this kid can do. And I, I think he's really going to be the only factor him and um, Hellebuck in this game. I don't know how much more you're going to get from any other guys in Winnipeg. You know, there's some decent players. Don't get me wrong. Like Peel Dubois, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler still, still hanging on. But when, when you just compare, I mean, you got to take Tampa on every aspect of the game. It's shocking to me how far and above Kyle Connor is compared to the rest of his team um, when it comes to just, like, skill and everything. Like, he was always a great player. Don't get me wrong. But – it always seemed like Mark Shifley was all the way at the top. Blake Wheeler, he was a top dog for quite a while. Uh, obviously, they both have to deal with a little bit of injury problems this year. And they're close to that uh, point-per-game marker, but Kyle Connor has just stepped up his game tremendously, uh, and he's been one of the better players in the league over the past couple of years. But like he is just so easily the best player on this team, the best skater, I should say. It's, it's not very close. I mean, he's got... 33 goals on the year, uh, combined for 62 points in 55 games. He's just, he, he really is, is just phenomenal. You know, I, I never knew that this kid that, that I went to school with was, like, I knew how good he was and I never thought he would become one of the, you know, top, maybe top 20 players in the league. It's, it's just insane. But good for him. Um, tough that he's in Winnipeg on a team that's, that's heavily underwhelming in a very cold city. You know, maybe we'll get to see him in, in a different uh, climate or market once that contract runs up. Yeah, and you were talking about Hellebuck having a 9-11 save percentage. That's through 46 games. He's only got 18 wins, though. Yeah. That is brutal. Getting no, it's, there's literally two guys that are doing things. Mark Shifley is, you know, there being supplemental help, but he's not, like, necessarily driving like Kyle Connor is. Mm-hmm. That, that's really all they got going. Absolutely brutal. Not in a playoff spot as of right now, and... After we beat them down, they'll be even further out from one. But we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking about some outdoor games, Nick Schmaltz's big game, and then Chase is back on the hot seat. We'll be right back. Hoops fans, the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA is too good to pass up. 
I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team to get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Any of your betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase. Well, uh, you sent me a tweet. I think it was two or three days ago. I think it was two days ago, actually. And it was a picture-type meme. And it was saying... Yeah, I got no idea. I had no idea that there's an outdoor game next week. It, it was it was um it was two Muppet characters. I'm gonna keep it yeah. real with you. I had no idea the actual another outdoor game though next week. That's and, what it was. And you commented and said news to me, and I'm thinking, what are we talking? There's an outdoor <laughs> game? What? <laughs> I thought we already had our two. We had the Winter Classic. We had the uh, Stadium Series with Tampa. Like, no, there's you another one. Forgot about the Heritage Classic, March 13th. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thunk it? Not me. Definitely not me. This one's going to be up in Toronto, and it's going to be between the Maple Leafs and the Sabres. I, I am just politely asking the NHL to do a better job with their marketing. They've only been asking for the last like, eight years, and it just seems to get worse, worse, and worse. I, do they have, like, is their average, average age of marketing like 67 years old? I've got no idea. Like, like what, what's going on here? Like, I, I don't know how you can move to ESPN and become a lesser-known product. Yeah, it's weird because I'm just trying to find excuses for them. So I follow a lot of people on Twitter, so maybe that's why I didn't see it on Twitter. Uh, I follow a lot of people on TikTok. Maybe I didn't see it there because of that. Same with Instagram. Um, I watch all of my sports through Hulu. I don't actually have, like, cable. So maybe that's why I didn't see it. Like, I, I, I don't know what, what excuses can be made at this point. None. There's no excuse to be made anymore. It, it, it's just... An embarrassment on the NHL, embarrassment on their marketing team. It's it just an embarrassment all around. I, I don't know why they're so content operating the way that they do when there's so much money to be had. There's such a large market of sports fans that are that are young nowadays. You know, we we got plenty plenty of men, of course, that are interested in hockey and the women's part of the game. The, the fandom and the playing is really growing even stronger than it has been too. It, it's it's truly a large market out there of fans that want to know about the game and a large market of potential fans that don't know anything about hockey but you get it on on the right eyes and ESPN and TNT and all of a sudden they become fans like like we, we see this happen all the time but the NHL doesn't want to take that initiative and, and 
help retain those fans that are just getting into it or try to even acquire the new ones that have no idea about it yet. It's, it's really a shame. Yeah, and I said I don't know if there's any excuses to be made. Then again, would you want to advertise the Buffalo Sabres at this point? <laughs> I don't I don't care. You, you schedule the outdoor game, you you promote that outdoor game. Yeah. Like it, this is supposed to be a spectacle for for the league, but instead it's just a debacle. Yeah, I no idea about it. Uh I actually know more about the next year's stadium series that be, being between the Hurricanes and now officially the Washington Capitals that got announced I think 2 days ago as well. Um that'll be a good game. I'm excited for that. It'll be at NC State. It'll, it'll be interesting being a little college field. I, I like when they play there because there's usually a lot more seating at those college areas. I don't know what NC State's field holds, but yeah, it should be a pretty cool environment. And I'm interested to see what the jerseys look like. Obviously, I have expressed I'm not a huge fan of some of the Stadium Series jerseys that have come out recently, but the Canes and the Caps, they've got pretty easy designs and uh if the caps want to go like a retro with the eagle like i think that'd be cool i'm gonna gonna stop you Uh oh the nhl is kind of in charge of the stadium series designs in stadium series they try to go modern futuristic and abstract they don't go classic or vintage so you're gonna hate them Mm. i'm just just preparing you right now i might i might like the canes to be honest like the canes logo and color scheme and everything is just so simple, but also sleek. It's going to be some sort of logo you've never seen, or it's going to be like just canes written out on the jersey instead, like like we see on the whites right now. There we go. Or it's just going to be a mix of all colors ever used in the history of this franchise, including before they re- were relocated. So it's just going to be like a puke brown. Honestly, you're, you're down for that? Why not? <laughs> Uh, so that's the stadium series next year. Uh, the Boston winter classic still without an opponent as of right now. So, uh, I mean, not really much to be said, but it should be a good game. I mean, Boston winter classic, a big step, a spectacle, excuse me. I would rather the NHL pick like the rainy cup winner, put them in an outdoor game against like an international opponent. I think that'd be more entertaining at this point. Like, 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 like go, go, go grab like Helsinki Yoker. Now they're out of the KHL. They're going to be in the finish league. They're just going to run that league anyway. Go grab them. Bring them over here. Let them, let them play an outdoor game against Boston since they're already going to have this going. Why not? Like, like, that would be really game. fun, i got to say. Yeah. A little cross-league yeah. uh, action. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's talk about Nick Schmaltz and his big game against the Ottawa Senators. It, it, was, it, was, it was something. Yeah, eight goals scored by the Arizona Coyotes. Nick Schmaltz had a point on seven of them. So it ended up being, if I'm not mistaken, two goals, five assists. Yep, that that, that is the number. Uh, great game for Nick Schmaltz. Most points scored in a game by a player this year. Uh, this was a weird game. Uh, if you didn't see, started with four goals scored by Arizona, then five goals scored by Ottawa, and then four more goals scored by Arizona. Uh, so the least consecutive goal scored by a team was four in this game. It, it, it was absolutely wild. Uh, we saw a first initial goal from Matias Vicelli. That's the only one that uh, Nick Schmaltz did not get a point on. But other than that, you know, it doesn't matter who you're playing against in the NHL. If you can put up seven points in a game, you, you definitely had had a career night. Do you think we screwed Matt Murray? Do you think we cursed him or something? Because we were talking about he's been a little bit better than what we actually thought. He gave up all eight goals on 31 shots. It's possible. Like, he was terrible against our Tampa Bay Lightning, and then... 
now this happens. I feel bad for the guy. I really do. Uh, it, you know, sucks, but it's the way she goes sometimes. I guess so. Uh, all right, Chase, let's put you back on the hot seat. What do you think? Yeah, why not? So if you listen to last Monday's episode, we put Chase on the hot seat and went over to M Bon Hockey on TikTok. That is Michael Bartner's account. And he did forwards by categories and would go passing, who's the best passer, who's the best shooter, who's the best overall, all that kind of stuff. We didn't get into defensemen or goaltending, though, so we decided let's wrap on back. Let's put Chase back on the hot seat, see if he agrees with Michael Bartner or if he disagrees. So let's hop right into the defensemen. The best defenseman in the league, according to Michael Bartner, is Kale McCarr. Um... Yeah, I, I I got a hard time saying that. It, you know, you could argue Hedman or Fox could argue that more Sider is on his way, but right now, whoa, gotta, right now you gotta go Kale McCarr. All right, the most overrated defenseman in the NHL right now is John Klinberg. I really hate this overrated tag, but that's one that actually does kind of make sense. Mm. Honestly, I think I think if he's gonna get traded like like he's rumored to be. He's going to get more than his actual current value probably is. So I, I would think that's a good benchmark for it. The most underrated, Jared Spurgeon. Um, yeah, you could say that. Um, I, 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 I guess I don't have an issue. It's a guy that, you know, uh, Kaprizov gets all the talk in Minnesota. So not that against it. Yet again, I, I'm, I'm going to still go with a, a younger guy, though, if I had to choose one. I, I'd have to choose between these two guys and – more aside of Erasmus Dahlin because they still don't get enough credit. I don't care what you think Dahlin hmm. did last year. You can watch a guy play this year. He's already back on track. Uh, the best shooter at the defensive position is Kale McCarr, according to Michael. Kale McCarr or Zach Ronsky, one of those two. I'm okay. The best passer, Quinn Hughes? Um, sure. Uh, why not? That, that's fine. You, you, there, there's, you could probably choose between 20 names. And all, a lot of guys pretty similar, so I'm not against Quinn Hughes there. The best skater, this one surprises me a little bit. Not that the pick was a bad skater by any means. I think he's an excellent skater, but I feel like there's one that might be a little bit above him. He said the best skater is Victor Hedman. He's a strong skater, don't get me wrong. And Very good. for his size, it yeah. makes sense. But, I mean, I'm choosing Kale. Yeah, Kale McCarr has done some crazy things. We've talked about it. This yeah. is the Connor McDavid of defenseman right now. It is. He legitimately could be the second-best player in the league right now. The best defensive defenseman is Mackenzie Wieger. I actually do like that pick. Mackenzie Wieger is finally scoring and is still underrated. Well, hey, maybe he's there for your underrated spot instead of Spurgeon. I know there was a lot of talk that, or maybe it was actually Michael Bartner who said it, that he's getting a little overlooked because Aaron Ekblad, obviously a great defenseman, mm-hmm. but Mackenzie Wieger is part of the reason why Ekblad's been able to do so well because he's so shut down in his own oh, yeah. end. Yeah, and when Ekblad went down last year, Mackenzie Wieger stepped up to the number one defenseman role, and they didn't miss a beat. He, he played great. All right, the toughest defenseman is also the oldest defenseman, Zidane Chara. I mean, that's a cop-out answer, I guess, because he's yeah. still going at 45. But I... I, I I don't know. That's probably fine, honestly. And if Roman Polak was still in the league or Radical Glute, I'd say one of them. But yeah, you're gonna love the potential one because it is Moritz Sider. Yeah, it's 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 him or Darlene. Either one of those two. You can go with Moritz Sider's a rookie, so we'll lean him. 
All right. So again, this is M Bon Hockey on TikTok. If you're interested to see his full list and his explanation for his picks, we're going to move on to goalies now. The best goalie in the league. No shocker here. He says Andre Vasilevsky. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm interested to see what you think about this one. The most over overrated goalie in the NHL, according to Michael Bartner, is Mark Andre Fleury. No. I was going to say, uh, last episode we were talking about Flurry actually, and you were saying that the guy is just getting no help. So I'm like, yeah. when I saw, because I did see this a couple of days ago, I didn't see it um, just now. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely not. Um, you, you know, if, if I had to like choose one name, Honestly, as of right now, it's it's kind of Jack Campbell because he, he started he's starting to really get get the hate again because he I, I, this is crazy to say but people were talking about him as top two to three, um, like goalie in the league and now he's finally struggling again and he's coming back a little down reality still yep. maybe a top ten goalie, but you know he's still still viewed in a little highlight but people are coming around so I don't know I I really don't like answering the overrated question like too much because you're soft and you try to no, cop out just because like I, if there's I, there's you know. You can get into a discussion, debate about something. Oh, he's overrated, but like choosing the one most overrated guy is, is a little tough. Scared to hurt people's feelings. I get it. Yeah, whatever. I get it. Uh, the most underrated goalie coming out of Vancouver, Thatcher Demko. Uh, I'm gonna actually go with Igor Shesterkin, even though he is looked at as like a top three to five goalie in the league right now. Is there's very much reason to argue that right now he's playing better than Andre Vasilevsky. He he should be the favorite to win the Hart Trophy, especially if New York wins, make makes playoffs. Hmm. Speaking of Igor Shesterkin. He has him as the best glove hand in the NHL. Yeah, that's fine. I I, I, I got no shoot that at all. The best goalie when it comes to rebounds is Andre Vasilevsky. Yes, absolutely. The most clutch NHL goaltender is Carey Price. I mean, you you can say that because you know, look at Montreal now compared to last year when they rode his back to the Cup final. So I'm okay with that. And the highest potential goalie is, I think it's Jeremy. Jeremy Swayman. No. No? Not like that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. There, there's a guy that plays on a team in the same state as us that a thousand percent takes that case. Yeah, I would have to agree. There's also a couple other goalies who haven't quite been in the NHL system or NHL ranks yet that are very highly touted. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Walshats, the Askarovs, the, the Kosas, you know, I, I, any of those three guys could very well be top five goalies in the league here in the next five years. Yeah, it's just, it's a very fun time for goalies, and sorry about that. I went completely mute because I accidentally pushed the on button for my headset. But what a headass. Yeah, there, there's what a lot of good goalies ass. coming into the league, so I'm very excited for all that. But that's going to do it for the show. We're going to go to a quick hockey name of the day. Let's. And then we'll hit the outro. Oh, boy, this is quite the name. I will say that. Yeah? Uh, Simafay Cahernia. Ka- Ka- <laughs> hernia. He's got a hernia. Timothy? Just Timothy. Nailed it. Kavgarenia. Kavgarenia. There's no G. Sorry, not allowed. I'm sorry, that's how it's pronounced. Timothy Kavgarenia. There's no G. I'm sorry, that's how it's pronounced. U-H-A is guh. Okay. You know, if, if we're gonna have this debate, why don't we talk about Mike Krzyzewski losing his last game at um at home for Duke last year, or not, not last year, last night? Uh, if you want to talk about last names that make no sense, 
you spell can you spell Shashevsky for me? Uh, S H I. It's it's crazy. It, it's I, I I I it's so weird how how they come up with those pronunciations. Like for especially for the Polish names, a lot of them are, are very tough to pronounce. And you know, I, I obviously don't speak Polish, so I don't I don't know how how it all translates. But it just when you look at when you look at his last name written down, I see your horrified face. You you it's it's hard to get Shashevsky out of that, isn't it? Yeah, I just, I typed in Mike Shashevsky, and it popped up for me, like it was normal, and then it showed how to spell his name, and it's K-R-Z-Y-Z. Yes. What? How does that, how's that show? You know what's funny? You do the same thing for Oliver Shillington, type it in S-H-I-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N, I did it once, and it said, do you mean Oliver Kylington? Oh, wow. <laughs> that was funny. That's great. I'm yeah. going to actually look it up. It is! Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, but but, but anyway, uh, our, our, our boy Timothy, with the very easy to pronounce last name, yep. is a six foot two right-handed Belarusian defenseman currently playing in the WHL for the Spokane Chiefs, four points for 28 games. He is a 2002, or 2003, excuse me, birthday, so he's already gone through one year of the NHL draft. Uh, not really someone I expect to see getting drafted here this upcoming season or really in the near future. Someone that should be a good WHLer for you know another two year or two. Um, it's, it's really kind of what what he's got going for him about it. You know, maybe we'll see him in the KHL. Maybe we'll see him in the American League. I don't know, but not really someone I expect seeing the NHL attention. Yeah, and uh, I, I like I hope nothing but the best for my guy here, uh, Timothy. But if or Tim what Timothy? Timothy. Yeah. But uh, if I don't have to pronounce his name ever again, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'll be honest. Okay, good. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. Let's send him to an outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you check us on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. You can also follow WNP on Twitter, at WNP Sports Pod, and that's WNP Sports Pod. Get all the content you need be between those three platforms right there. Make sure you go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom. Click the logo. It's, listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, you can rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Wherever you do, to our faith, use coach, THPN, and Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.